What does it mean to be twinkled? If the three Nephite disciples were left on earth to bring many souls to Jesus, how can the LDS Church claim there was a complete apostasy? Why did Jesus make such a big deal about the name of his church? Why does Jesus prefer fair and delightsome people over those of a darker skin color? Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. I'm Max. This review covers the lesson plan for 3rd Nephi 27 through 4th Nephi. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. For the sake of time, I will not cite all the parallel phrases and words from the New Testament that are in the Book of Mormon text. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are coincidental, most are so strong that it is impossible to not conclude that their true source is from the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. We left off in the last episode with Mormon stating in 3 Nephi 26.21, quote, and they who were baptized in the name of Jesus were called the Church of Christ, end quote. As we begin in 3 Nephi 27 verses 1 through 2, the twelve disciples were gathered together in prayer and fasting. When Jesus appeared to them for the third time and asked them, What will ye that I should give unto you? In verse 2, the phrase, quote, stood in the midst of them and is in Luke 24, 36. 3 Nephi 27, 3. And they said unto him, Lord, we will that thou wouldst tell us the name whereby we shall call this church, for there are disputations among the people concerning this matter. This verse suggests that some Nephites proposed to name the church something other than the Church of Christ. 3 Nephi 27, verses 4 through 5. And the Lord said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Why is it that the people should murmur and dispute because of this thing? Have they not read the scriptures which say, Ye must take upon you the name of Christ, which is my name? For by this name shall ye be called at the last day. In the 1830 edition, page 506, it read, quote, Which is in my name. In later editions, the word in was deleted. 3 Nephi 27.6 And whoso taketh upon him my name, and endureth to the end, the same shall be saved at the last day. The phrase, quote, the same shall be saved, is in Mark 13, 13, verses 7 through 8. Therefore, whatsoever ye shall do, ye shall do it in my name. Therefore, ye shall call the church in my name, and ye shall call upon the Father in my name, that he will bless the church for my sake. And how be it my church, save it be called in my name? For if a church be called in Moses' name, then it be Moses' church. Or if it be called in the name of a man, then it be the church of a man. But if it be called in my name, then it is my church, if it so be that they are built upon my gospel. In other words, merely naming the church after Christ does not make it the true church. In the 1830 revelation to Joseph Smith, God called the name of the church the Church of Christ, as it was called here in Third Nephi. Then, in 1834, at a conference of the church, it was renamed the Church of the Latter-day Saints. See History of the Church, 262-63. Then, in 1838, Joseph Smith received another revelation where God changed his mind and gave the eventual name for the church in the last days to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. See DNC 115.4. Three name changes in eight years. We have two episodes talking about these church name changes. Links are in the description below. Jesus is saying there are many churches that have his name in its title, but the true church must be built upon his gospel. 3 Nephi 27, 9-10 Verily I say unto you, that ye are built upon my gospel. Therefore ye shall call whatsoever things ye do call in my name. 
Therefore, if ye call upon the Father for the church, if it be in my name, the Father will hear you. And if it so be that the church is built upon my gospel, then will the Father show forth his own works in it. The words, quote, my gospel are in 2 Timothy 2.8, 3 Nephi 27.11. But if it be not built upon my gospel, and is built upon the works of men, nor upon the works of the devil, verily I say unto you, they have joy in their works for a season, and by and by the end cometh, and they are hewn down and cast into the fire from whence there is no return. The phrase, quote, the works of the devil, is from 1 John 3.8, and, quote, hewn down and cast into the fire is from Matthew 3.10, 3 Nephi 27.12. For their works do follow them, for it is because of their works that they are hewn down. Therefore remember the things that I have told you. The phrase, quote, their works do follow them, is in Revelation 14.13, 3 Nephi 27.13-14. Next, Jesus gives a summary of what his gospel is. Behold, I have given unto you my gospel, and this is the gospel which I have given unto you, that I came into the world to do the will of my Father, because my Father sent me. And my Father sent me that I might be lifted up upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted up upon the cross, that I might draw all men unto me, that as I have been lifted up by men, even so should men be lifted up by the Father to stand before me to be judged of their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. The phrase, quote, upon the cross, as in John 19.31, and, quote, draw all men unto me, is from John 12.32, 35, And for this cause have I been lifted up. Therefore, according to the power of the Father, I will draw all men unto me, that they may be judged according to their works. The words, quote, according to their works, are in Revelation 20.13. Then, speaking of the blessings of membership in his church, Jesus says, And it shall come to pass, that whoso repenteth and is baptized in my name shall be filled. And if he endureth to the end, behold, him will I hold guiltless before my Father at that day when I shall stand to judge the world. 35.27.17 But for those who do not remain faithful... And he that endureth not unto the end, the same is he that is also hewn down and cast into the fire from whence they can no more return because of the justice of the Father. What does it mean to endure to the end? Does it mean just to hang on? Does it require our best? Or should it mean to always maintain our belief and trust in the work of Christ on our behalf? Verse 18. And this is the word which he hath given unto the children of men. And for this cause he fulfilleth the words which he hath given, and he lieth not, but fulfilleth all his words. Verse 19, speaking of LDS celestial glory, And no unclean thing can enter into his kingdom. Therefore nothing entereth into his rest, save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood because of their faith, and the repentance of all their sins, and their faithfulness unto the end. Wow! Repentance of all their sins? What if there are a few sins, or just one sin not repented of? This is what it means when he tells them to endure to the end. 35, 27, 20. Now this is the commandment. Repent, all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me and be baptized in my name, that ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. Notice how important baptism is to Jesus on this side of the world. The words, quote, this is the commandment, are in 2 John 1, 6, and, quote, sanctified by the 
are in Romans 15, 16. 3 Nephi 27, 21. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is my gospel. And ye know the things that ye must do in my church. For the works which ye have seen me do, that shall ye also do. For that which ye have seen me do, even that shall ye do. In other words, follow his example. Verse 22. Therefore, if ye do these things, blessed are ye, for ye shall be lifted up at the last day. They will be exalted in the celestial kingdom. The words, quote, if they do these things, are in Second Peter 1.10, and, quote, up at the last day, are in John 6.40. Verses 23-24. Jesus tells his disciples to write everything they have seen and heard that are not forbidden, and continue keeping records of this people, including future events. Verse 23, the phrase, quote, have seen and heard, is in John 7.22. 3 Nephi 27.25 For behold, out of the books which have been written, and which shall be written, shall this people be judged. For by them shall their works be known unto men. Verse 26, Jesus explains there are records kept in heaven, which will also be used in the judgment. Verse 27, then Jesus tells the disciples they will judge the people of Nephi. But Moroni will teach in Moroni 9.14 that Christ will be our only judge. Verse 28, Jesus now explains how the disciples can continue receiving guidance and revelation from God. And now I go unto the Father, and verily I say unto you, Whatsoever things ye shall ask the Father in my name shall be given unto you. The phrase, quote, I go unto the Father is from John 14.28, and quote, And verily I say unto you is in Luke 13.35. And quote, ye shall ask the Father in my name, is from John 16.23. And quote, shall be given unto you, is in Luke 6.38. Therefore ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For he that asketh receiveth, and unto him that knocketh it shall be opened. And now, behold, my joy is great, even unto fullness, because of you and also this generation, for none of them are lost meaning every one of those people of Nephi will be exalted in the celestial kingdom. The phrase, quote, all the holy angels is in Matthew 25, 31. 35, 27, 31. He wants them to understand none of them will be lost. Verse 32, however, Jesus will explain his sadness for future generations. But behold, it sorroweth me because of the fourth generation from this generation. For they are led away captive by him, even as was the son of perdition. For they will sell me for silver and for gold and for that which moth doth corrupt and which thieves can break through and steal. And in that day will I visit them, even in turning their works upon their own heads. The phrase, quote, the son of perdition is in John seventeen twelve. Jesus was predicting that Satan will lead future generations into materialism and away from believing in God. This reminds us of a prophecy given by Alma to Helaman, see Helaman 45, 8-14, that the Nephites will one day be annihilated. Eventually, they will be destroyed by the results of their own choices. Despite the threefold visitation by Jesus himself, the Nephites are doomed to destruction owing to their unfaithfulness, perhaps causing us to wonder why Jesus would come in the first place rather than their brethren, the Lamanites, who would survive them. In 4th Nephi 24, we learn that the wickedness commenced about A.D. 200. 3 Nephi 27:33, And it came to pass that when Jesus had ended these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Enter ye in at the straight gate, 
For straight is a gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. But wide is the gate, and broad the way which leads to death, and many there be that travel therein, until the night cometh, wherein no man can work. The phrase quote when Jesus had ended these sayings is from Matthew 7:28, 3 Nephi 28 verses 1 through 2. Jesus now has a personal interview with each of the twelve disciples. And it came to pass when Jesus had said these words, he spake unto his disciples one by one, saying unto them, What is it that ye desire of me after that I am gone to the Father? And they all spake, save it were three, saying, We desire that after we have lived unto the age of man, that our ministry wherein thou hast called us may have an end, that we may speedily come unto thee in thy kingdom. The celestial kingdom and exaltation, of course. Verse 3, Jesus says they are blessed in this request, and he promises that when they turn 72 years old, they will die and go to his kingdom. Verse 4, next, Jesus turns to the remaining three disciples and asks them what their desires would be. Of course, being God, Jesus would already know the answer to that. Verse 5, but the disciples hesitated and worried about asking for their desire. The words, quote, they durst not, are in Luke 20, 40. 30 Nephi 28, 6, putting their minds at ease. And he said unto them, Behold, I know your thoughts, and ye have desired the thing which John, my beloved, who was with me in my ministry before that I was lifted up by the Jews, desired of me. See John 21, 21-25, and DNC 7, 1-8. He knew they wanted to live forever. Besides, who wants to get old, sick, and die? 35.28.7 Therefore, more blessed are ye, for ye shall never taste of death, but ye shall live to behold all the doings of the Father unto the children of men, even until all things shall be fulfilled according to the will of the Father, when I shall come in my glory with the powers of heaven. Though they face death, they will not taste death. The phrase, quote, shall never taste death, is in John 8.52, and, quote, the will of the Father is in John 5.30, and quote, the power of heaven is in Luke 21:26. These three men are given the promise that they would never die, but would remain on the earth until his second coming. However, the Bible is clear in explaining that God has appointed every man to die. See Hebrews 9:27. Third Nephi 28, verse 8. And ye shall never endure the pains of death, but when I shall come in my glory, ye shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye from mortality to immortality and then shall ye be blessed in the kingdom of my Father. Latter-day Saints describe this twinkling change as being translated. The phrase, quote, the pain of death, is in Acts 2.24, and, quote, in the twinkling of an eye, is from 1 Corinthians 15.42. 3 Nephi 28.9 And again, ye shall not have pain while ye shall dwell in the flesh, neither sorrow, save it be for the sins of the world. And all this will I do because of the thing which ye have desired of me. For ye have desired that ye might bring the souls of men unto me while the world shall stand. If that was the case, then the church never completely apostatized as the Elias claim it did. The words, quote, the sin of the world are in John 1.29. 3 Nephi 28.10 And for this cause ye shall have fullness of joy, and ye shall sit down in the kingdom of my Father. Yea, your joy shall be full, even as the Father hath given me fullness of joy and ye shall be even as I am, and I am even as the Father, and the Father and I are one. This fullness of joy is exaltation in the celestial kingdom. 
and to be as Jesus and Father are is to become gods like them. This is the ultimate goal of all Latter-day Saints. The words, quote, shall sit down in the kingdom of, are in Luke 13.29, and, quote, the Father hath given, are in John 5.36, and, quote, even as the Father, are in John 12.50. 3.5.28.11 And the Holy Ghost beareth record of the Father and me. And the Father giveth the Holy Ghost unto the children of men because of me. Verse 12, Then, like the movie E.T., Jesus used his finger to touch the nine disciples who will suddenly die at the mysterious age of 72. Afterwards, Jesus departed. Verse 13, speaking of the remaining three Nephite disciples, And behold, the heavens were opened, and they were caught up into heaven and saw and heard unspeakable things. Things too sacred or secret to be talked about or described with words. The words, quote, up into heaven, and are in Mark 16, 19. Third Nephi 28, 14. And it was forbidden them that they should utter, neither was it given unto them power that they could utter the things which they saw and heard. Verse 15. Here is a meshing of familiar verses from the New Testament. And whether they were in the body or out of the body, they could not tell. For it did seem unto them like a transfiguration of them, that they were changed from this body of flesh into an immortal state, that they could behold the things of God. These few verses come from reading the Apostle Paul's account in 2 Corinthians 12, 2-4. Transfiguration means a temporary change which allows someone to be in the presence of the Lord without being destroyed by His glory. This happened in Matthew 17, 3. 3 Nephi 28, 16-18 When the three Nephites returned to earth, they went preaching and baptizing and filling people up with the Holy Ghost. Their primary responsibility from this time forward is missionary work. Verses 19 through 22. In spite of this amazing story and the success the three were having converting people, enemies of the church, non-members, put them in prisons which collapsed. They threw them in deep pits which couldn't hold them. Three times they were cast into a fiery furnace without harm. And twice they were thrown into a den of beasts but ended up playing with them as if they were playful lambs. Verse 23. The three Nephites continued preaching and converting people to the church of God. Or is it the Church of Christ? Even Mormon gets confused. Verse 24. Mormon is going to stop writing about these things for a while. 3 Nephi 28.25 Behold, I was about to write the names of those who were never to taste of death, but the Lord forbade. Therefore I write them not, for they are hid from the world. All the names of those twelve Nephite disciples are listed in 3 Nephi 9.4. But Mormon was not allowed to identify the names of the three translated disciples. The phrase, quote, I was about to write, is in Revelation 10.4, and, quote, taste of death, is in Matthew 16.28, and, quote, write them not, from Revelation 10.4. These three Nephites continued to serve and teach for about 300 years before the Lord took them away to serve elsewhere on earth. See Mormon 1.13. 3 Nephi 28.26, as Mormon finishes writing about the three Nephites, he gives a few more fascinating details. But behold... I have seen them, and they have ministered unto me. Even Mormon has seen them hundreds of years later. See Mormon 8, 10 through 11. 3 Nephi 28, 27. And behold, they will be among the Gentiles, and the Gentiles shall know them not. This verse has been used by many Latter-day Saints over the years to explain possible encounters with the famous three Nephites. The Elias Church has stated that some of these stories are true, but warns that some might just be folklore and myth. 
Nevertheless, Latter-day Saints love to speculate. Verse 28. They will also be among the Jews, and the Jews shall know them not. Wow, these guys get around. Verse 29. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord seeth fit in his wisdom, that they shall minister unto all the scattered tribes of Israel, and unto all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people, and shall bring out of them unto Jesus many souls, that their desire may be fulfilled, and also because of the convincing power of God which is in them. Verse 30. Here is how they get from place to place. And they are as the angels of God, and if they shall pray unto the Father in the name of Jesus, they can show themselves unto whatsoever man it seemeth them good. The phrase, quote, are as the angels of God, is in Matthew twenty-two thirty, Verses 31 to 32, these three Nephites will accomplish great and marvelous works. Verse 33, Mormon now teaches the importance of reading and heeding the scriptures. 3 Nephi twenty-eight thirty-four. And woe be unto him that will not hearken unto the words of Jesus, and also to them whom he hath chosen and sent among them. For whoso receiveth not the words of Jesus and the words of those whom he hath sent, receiveth not him, and therefore he will not receive them at the last day. No celestial glory for them. Verse 35. And it would be better for them if they had not been born. For do ye suppose that ye can get rid of the justice of an offended God who hath been trampled under feet of men, that thereby salvation might come? In other words, do you think they can be wicked, reject Christ and his gospel, and get away with it? When the wicked realize what they have done, they will wish they had never been born. Verse 36. Mormon gives a few more details about the three Nephites, which he has learned since the previous engravings about them. And now behold, as I spake concerning those whom the Lord hath chosen, yea, even three who were caught up into the heavens, that I knew not whether they were cleansed from mortality to immortality. In the 1830 edition, and our current edition, we have the word cleansed instead of the more expected word changed. 30 Nephi 28:37. But behold, since I wrote, I have inquired of the Lord, and he hath made it manifest unto me that there must needs be a change wrought upon their bodies, or else it needs be that they must taste of death. Otherwise, they would die when they get old, like everyone else. 30 Nephi 28:38-39. Therefore, that they might not taste of death, there was a change wrought upon their bodies, that they might not suffer pain nor sorrow, save it were for the sins of the world. Now this change was not equal to that which shall take place at the last day. But there was a change wrought upon them, insomuch that Satan could have no power over them, that he could not tempt them. And they were sanctified in the flesh, that they were holy, and that the powers of the earth could not hold them. In other words, they could move about as they wish, without any threat to their well-being. Verse 40. And in this state they were to remain until the judgment day of Christ, and at that day they were to receive a greater change, and to be received into the kingdom of the Father, to go no more out, but to dwell with God eternally in the heavens. In that day they will receive a resurrection, which I don't understand unless they eventually die first. The words day of Christ are in Philippians 1.10. 3 Nephi chapter 29, verse 1. As Mormon is wrapping up the book of 3 Nephi, he comments, And now behold, I say unto you, that when the Lord shall see fit in his wisdom that these sayings shall come unto the Gentiles according to his word, then ye may know that the covenant which the Father hath made with the children of Israel concerning their restoration to the lands of their inheritance 
is already beginning to be fulfilled. Verses 2-3, through three, the words of the prophet will be fulfilled, and the Lord will keep his covenant to gather the house of Israel in the last days. Verses 4-5, through five, when the Book of Mormon comes forth, woe unto those who shall deny the Christ and his works. Verse 6, in referring to continuous latter-day revelations, Yea, woe unto him that shall deny the Christ and his works. Yea, woe unto him that shall deny the revelations of the Lord, and that shall say the Lord no longer worketh by revelation or by prophecy, or by gifts or by tongues, or by healings, or by the power of the Holy Ghost. Verse 7, Woe to them that practice priestcraft and deny the miracles of Christ. Those people will become like the son of perdition, for whom there was no mercy. 30 by 29 8. Yea, and ye need not any longer hiss, nor spurn, nor make game of the Jews, nor any of the remnant of the house of Israel. For behold, the Lord remembereth his covenant unto them, and he will do unto them according to that which he hath sworn. Verse 9. Mormon finally warned that no one can stop the Lord in carrying out his plans and promises. 3 Nephi 30 verses 1 through 2. In this final short chapter ending the book of 3 Nephi, Jesus issues an invitation through Mormon to the Gentiles to come unto him. And be baptized in my name, that ye may receive a remission of your sins and be filled with the Holy Ghost, that ye may be numbered with my people who are of the house of Israel. The phrase, quote, be filled with the Holy Ghost is from Luke 1.15. Fourth Nephi. This book consists of just one chapter and covers approximately 285 years. The all-familiar phrase, and it came to pass, occurs 20 times. Everything was perfect for about 73 years after the appearance of the resurrected Jesus. Then everything went from heaven to hell in a single chapter. 4th Nephi 1-4 Everyone repented, was baptized, and was filled with the Holy Ghost, and became members of the new Church of Christ. There were no contentions, and everyone dealt fairly with each other and had all things in common. 4th Nephi 5 the Nephite disciples performed marvelous works, like healings and raising the dead. The words, quote, heal the sick and raise the dead are in Matthew 10.8. The words, quote, the lame to walk and, quote, the blind too are in Matthew 15.31. The words, quote, deaf to hear are in Mark 7.37 and, quote, in the name of Jesus are in Acts 16.18. Verse 6, and time passed. Verse 7, and the Lord did prosper them exceedingly in the land. Yea, insomuch that they did build cities again, where there had been cities burned. In the 1830 edition, it read, quote, They did fill cities, which was changed in later editions to, quote, They did build cities. Verse 8. Yea, even that great city, Zarahemla, did they cause to be built again. Verse 9. But they could not rebuild cities that Jesus had sunk in the earth and the waters. Those were covered up for good. Verse 10. And now, behold, it came to pass that the people of Nephi did wax strong and did multiply exceedingly fast and became an exceedingly fair and delightsome people. God especially likes fair and delightsome people who are white. White is established in Mormonism as a prerequisite color that can be attained through righteousness alone. Behavior in the pre-existence and or here on earth appears to be a determining factor in being or becoming fair and delightsome, according to LDS theology. 4th Nephi 11. And they were married and given in marriage, and were blessed according to the multitude of the promises which the Lord had made unto them. The phrase quote given in marriage is in Matthew 22.30. 4th Nephi 12-13. And they did not walk any more after the performances and ordinances of the law of Moses, 
but they did walk after the commandments which they had received from their Lord and their God, continuing in fasting and prayer, and in meeting together oft, both to pray and to hear the word of the Lord. And it came to pass that there was no contention among all the people in all the land, but there were mighty miracles wrought among the disciples of Jesus. Verse 14, next Mormon informs the reader that nine of the twelve apostles finally died when they reached the magical age of seventy-two. And it came to pass that the seventy and first year passed away, and also the seventy and second year. Yea, and in fine, till the seventy and ninth year had passed away. Yea, even an hundred years had passed away, and the disciples of Jesus, whom he had chosen, had all gone to the paradise of God, save it were the three who should tarry. And there were other disciples ordained in their stead, and also many of that generation had passed away. The phrase, quote, the paradise of God, is in Revelation 2.7. So the three Nephites continued to live on and minister to the people. And just like in modern Mormonism, other disciples were called to replace those who had passed away, maintaining a quorum of twelve apostles for a little while longer. 4th Nephi 15-16 through 16. And it came to pass that there was no contention in the land because of the love of God which did dwell in the hearts of the people. And there were no envyings, nor strifes, nor tumults, nor whoredoms, nor lyings, nor murders, nor any manner of lasciviousness, and surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God. In the 1830 edition, page 515, it read, quote, nor no manner of lasciviousness, which was changed in later editions to nor any manner of lasciviousness. Verse 17, this is what Mormonism teaches is a Zion society. There were no class distinctions. There were no robbers, nor murderers, Neither were there Lamanites, nor any manner of ites, but they were in one, the children of Christ, and heirs to the kingdom of God. I guess they had earned near perfection. The words, quote, is one the children of, are in John 11.52, and, quote, the kingdom of God, are in Matthew 6.33. In the 1830 edition, page 515, it read, quote, nor no manner of ites, which was changed in later editions to, nor any manner of ites. 4th Nephi 18. And how blessed were they! For the Lord did bless them in all their doings. Yea, even they were blessed and prospered until an hundred and ten years had passed away, and the first generation from Christ had passed away, and there was no contention in all the land. Verse 19. Nephi, who kept the records, dies. Then his son Amos keeps the large plates of Nephi for the next eighty-four years. Verse 20. Eventually a small group of people revolted from the church and took upon the name of the Lamanites again. Verse 21, And it came to pass that Amos died also, and it was an hundred and ninety and four years from the coming of Christ. And his son Amos kept the record in his stead. And he also kept it upon the plates of Nephi, and it was also written in the book of Nephi, which is this book. Referring to 4th Nephi, when the Book of Mormon was first printed, 3rd and 4th Nephi were each called the Book of Nephi. In the 1879 edition, the words third and fourth were added to the two books in order to help distinguish one from the other. Fourth Nephi 22. And it came to pass that two hundred years had passed away, and the second generation had all passed away, save it were a few. So it is about the year 8201. Verse 23. And now I, Mormon, would that ye should know that the people had multiplied insomuch that they were spread upon all the face of the land and that they had become exceedingly rich because of their prosperity in Christ. There is that prosperity gospel again, which always gets them in trouble. Verse 24. 
we will now see the cycle of apostasy that leads to the downfall of a righteous nation. Because of their riches, people became proud and wore expensive clothing. The phrase, quote, things of the world, is in 1 Corinthians 1.27. Verse 25, they became selfish and didn't share. Verses 26 through 27. And they began to be divided into classes, and they began to build up churches unto themselves to get gain, and began to deny the true church of Christ. And it came to pass that when two hundred and ten years had passed away, there were many churches in the land, yea, there were many churches which professed to know the Christ, and yet they did deny the more parts of his gospel, insomuch that they did receive all manner of wickedness, and did administer that which was sacred unto him to whom it had been forbidden because of unworthiness. They were a cafeteria-style church, picking which parts of the gospel to believe and live, and leaving the rest. And they had lowered the standards as far as sacrament and personal worthiness is concerned. 4th Nephi 28 And this church did multiply exceedingly because of iniquity, and because of the power of Satan, who did get hold upon their hearts. The phrase, quote, the power of Satan is in Acts 26.18. 4th Nephi 29. And again, there was another church which denied the Christ, and they did persecute the true church of Christ because of their humility and their belief in Christ, and they did despise them because of the many miracles which were wrought among them. The words, quote, many miracles are in John 12:37. 4th Nephi 30. Therefore they did exercise power and authority over the disciples of Jesus who did tarry with them, and they did cast them into prison. But by the power of the word of God which was in them, the prisons were rent in twain, and they went forth doing mighty miracles among them. The phrase, quote, power and authority is in Luke 9, 1, and, quote, of the word of God is in Revelation 1, 2, and, quote, rent in twain is taken from Matthew 27, 51. Fourth Nephi 31. The people sought to kill the three Nephite disciples. The words, quote, seek to kill are in John seven twenty five, Verses 32 through 33, they threw them into the furnace and den of wild beasts, but they were not harmed. 4th Nephi 34. Nevertheless, the people did harden their hearts, for they were led by many priests and false prophets to build up many churches and to do all manner of iniquity. And they did smite upon the people of Jesus, but the people of Jesus did not smite again. And thus they did dwindle in unbelief and wickedness from year to year, even until 230 years had passed away. The words, quote, in unbelief are in Romans 11.23. 4th Nephi 35. Then there was a great division among the people. Verses 36 to 38. And it came to pass that in this year there arose a people who were called the Nephites, and they were true believers in Christ. And among them there were those who were called by the Lamanites, Jacobites, and Josephites, and Zoramites. Therefore the true believers in Christ, and the true worshippers of Christ, among whom were the three disciples of Jesus who should tarry, were called Nephites and Jacobites and Josephites and Zoramites. And it came to pass that they who rejected the gospel were called Lamanites and Lemuelites and Ishmaelites. And they did not dwindle in unbelief, but they did willfully rebel against the gospel of Christ. And they did teach their children that they should not believe, even as their fathers from the beginning did dwindle. Verse 39 the Lamanites were taught to hate the children of Nephi from the beginning. Verses 40 through 41, by AD 260, there were exceedingly more numerous wicked people than the people of God. Verse 42, and it came to pass that the wicked part of the people began again to build up the secret oaths and combinations of Gadianton. This was to support murder and terrorism among the people. Verse 43, 
even the Nephites were becoming proud because of their wealth. Verse 44, speaking of the three Nephites, And from this time the disciples began to sorrow for the sins of the world. Verse 45, about 8,300, almost everyone becomes wicked. There is no discernible difference between the Nephites and the Lamanites. 4th Nephi 46, And it came to pass that the robbers of Gadianton did spread over all the face of the land, and there were none that were righteous, save it were the disciples of Jesus. And gold and silver did they lay up in store in abundance, and did traffic in all manner of traffic. Verse 47, Amos the second dies, and his brother Amaron inherits the plates. 4th Nephi 48-49 And it came to pass that when three hundred and twenty years had passed away, Amaron, being constrained by the Holy Ghost, did hide up the records which were sacred, yea, even all the sacred records which had been handed down from generation to generation which were sacred, even until the three hundred and twentieth year from the coming of Christ. And he did hide them up unto the Lord, that they might come again unto the remnant of the house of Jacob, according to the prophecies and the promises of the Lord. And thus is the end of the record of Amaron. This concludes our study for today. Please subscribe so you won't miss any of our future episodes. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Or you can go to our website at TalkingToMormons.com, where you can download this script and learn much more. Until next time, God bless.